Have you heard of the ancient Keyblade War? Huh? Of course I have. Long ago, Keyblade wielders waged a war over the ownership of lights. Two boys are in a brightly lit room near a massive bay window overlooking the huge white city on the island. They're clearly friendly with each other, and they're playing a game that looks like a strange 3D version of chess. The boy in black moves one of his black pieces and takes one of the white pieces as you would in a chess game. Yeah, the master's favorite story. The boy in white takes a black piece with one of his white pieces. I wonder what they planned on doing with Kingdom Hearts after making it appear. Who knows? I don't get why anyone would initiate a war. So, you know the Lost Masters? Who? They're the ones who started the Keyblade War. Never heard of them. Where'd you hear about that? Or... They're the ones for whom the war started. I'm not following you. You can drop the facade. Facade? On that land shall darkness prevail and light expire. A prospective Keyblade Master should know this. If you say so. The gazing eye sees the fate of the world. The boy in black looks up to a Keyblade on the wall with an eye set in its teeth. The future? It's already been written. Really? I'm not so sure about that. He picks up a white piece bearing a blank heart token. Besides, who's to say I can't change it? And maybe light will prevail. <laughs> Pretty confident. But things aren't in your favor. Perhaps. But unlike darkness, there is more to light than meets the eye. You might be surprised. The boy in black smiles, peering at the other boy with gray eyes. Oh, I hope so. Welcome to Backlog Dialogues, the podcast that digs you out of your backlog before it buries you. I'm John, and joining me as always are the Pyros and Stratos to my Zeus. All I can just think right now is the whole bit in the movie. They're going, burn him, crush Zeus. Guys, <laughs> Olympus is that way. Zeus! <laughs> I'm Jared. And I'm Matt. And we are starting it! The Road to Keyblade Mania! Or the actual title that we have, Kingdom Hearts 3. I have in my notes. Let's fucking go. Um, I mean, let's play Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind on critical mode. Fucking finally. <laughs> no, but no, not critical. Not again. Both me and John are doing critical mode. <laughs> Before we start, as we always do, let's go over our experiences playing Kingdom Hearts 3. And so I'm just going to say up front, this is my favorite game in the franchise. And after finishing Remind on this recent playthrough, nothing comes close. This is absolutely like... 100% my favorite game, no questions asked. Critical Mode in particular is my favorite in this game. Like, this game owns. <laughs> I was actually going to say that I'm kind of surprised because I remember specifically you saying before that you were very disappointed in Kingdom Hearts 3 for not having some of the more technical spells Kingdom Hearts 2 had, like Reflect Ga and uh, stuff like that. 
So what happens with critical mode is that it puts a lot more emphasis on the form changes. We'll talk about that in a bit. And so a lot of the more technical stuff gets moved on to how you use the keyblades. And so it has a really great flow to it. We'll talk about it more in a bit. And yeah, this is my first time playing both Remind and Kingdom Hearts 3's critical mode. So we'll get some fresh responses from me for a change this season. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally playing the game as we're speaking. I'm kind of trying desperately to get finished up. You could argue, by the way, for John, this whole podcast was just getting to this point of making me play Kingdom Hearts 3. I hadn't gotten past even the original Kingdom Hearts 2 before this project, and now I'm finally all the way to this game. I can just tell he's smug right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> My circuitous plan is nearly one quarter complete. Next is going to be getting you to reread all of When They Cry and then getting you to play Trails. I've already read Umineko and I've at least watched uh, Hirashi. Then you have not experienced Hirashi. I played Kingdom Hearts 3 on release without Remind for Proud Mode, but I kind of bowled through it. Now I'm actually at the time of the recording going back through again on Critical Mode with Remind. It's my favorite Kingdom Hearts games for a lot of reasons, though I think the ending is a little bit weak without Remind, even if I love the idea of the ending. I just think that the ending they didn't give... Well, so Jared hasn't finished yeah, the game, first of all. Let's not go I won't too say too much that. about it, yeah. But I will agree with you. Without Remind, the game's ending feels a bit half-baked. Okay, let's talk difficulty modes. Mm. So I didn't bully Jared into playing on critical mode this time. I'm sorry, Jared. But here's what critical mode is for Kingdom Hearts 3. Your starting hit points and magic points are halved, rounded down compared to all other difficulties. Hit points and magic points from bonus levels are halved, rounded down, 10 to 5, 5 to 2, 3 to 1 compared to all other difficulties. Sora begins the game with 58 AP, 64 with the pre-eclipse soldier's earring. Situation commands take twice as long to build up. Sora receives twice plus 10 damage calculated before the attack multiplier as compared to standard. MP charge times have been increased to 70 seconds. Compared to standard, EXP gained is 75% of the normal amount. Sora learns three default abilities exclusive to critical mode, and these are important. Critical counter, critical recharge, and critical converter. I don't remember exactly what all they do off the top of my head, but my personal favorite of those is critical converter. It basically makes it so that instead of getting the attractions, you just get situation commands built up faster. Yeah, more form changes that way. Sora learns aerial recovery, counter slash, counter impact, counter kick, Final Blow, Risk Dodge, Rising Spiral, Groundbreaker, three instances of both Air Slide and Super Slide, and Combo Master by default. All abilities that I think you don't get by default normally. The Soldier's Earring accessory is pre-equipped to Sora before fighting Darkseid in the Shadows. Links restore half of Sora's maximum HP as opposed to all his HP and other difficulties. Clearing the story on critical mode rewards the player with a Proof of Times Pass, which can be exchanged for the Oblivion Keyblade. Presuming full course bonus is two-thirds as long, and no lucky emblems are needed to view the secret ending. I played on standard. Yes. Uh, for standard, you will need to get 60 lucky emblems in order to view the secret ending. I'll, I'll, I'll work on getting them once I'm once I'm at the end. <laughs> They're not too hard. Uh, it more you just take a guide and look them all up. Yeah, it's fun, though. I I got all the lucky emblems, even though I didn't need them. I think they're fun. It's my favorite little collectathon in all the Kingdom Hearts. I played the first time on proud mode. Uh, I'm doing the second time on critical mode with the new game plus, though I'm trying to avoid cheesing with the early Ultima weapon and Oathkeeper, which kind of uh, makes things a, a lot easier. Oh, the Ultima <laughs> weapon in this game is completely busted. It's really good. <laughs> yes. Is that because of its add ons? It has a pretty crazy form change. Yeah, its form change is really powerful. We'll probably talk about that in the completion episode. It has a really good uh, stats as well. And it looks fucking cool. Like, it is my favorite Keyblade in the entire series. But we'll get to that much later. In the form change, it actually becomes an actual sword. Gasp. Yep. Yes, gasp. Terrifying. I mean, 
the Keyblade's turned into all sorts of crazy things in this game. So an actual sword is actually like the most mundane of all of them. Yes. Anyway, let's talk a little bit more about that scene before we move on. The script isn't saying who they are intentionally. They don't say names, but come on. They're wearing the same outfits. We've already seen one of them in this form. Yeah. So it's 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 young Nort and, uh, and now we're meeting pretty young Ericus. Yeah, um, I want to talk quickly about the setting it's taking place in as well. Like I have in my notes that it's honestly the perfect JRPG city. It's a fantasy world I want to go to. It's basically a, a white city that takes up an entire small island. It's very uh, high and terraced and it kind of looks like like it's kind of like a tiered city that mm-hmm. that, it, you know, it's it's built on a wharf at one side of the, the round island and it builds up. I mean, to be honest, we don't even see much of the island. This could be just a city built on an artificial shape. But like if you've seen, say, the Italian or Greek port town, how they build up and up, like up a slope of buildings. Or if you're a fan of One Piece, you know, Water 7 is kind of like. Yeah, Water 7 is a very good comparison, actually. But the funny thing is then we ban out and there's multiples of these round island oh, yeah. cities connected by guy lines that are clearly moving back and forth up like skyline trolleys like where you Cable at cars. World. Yeah. 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 It's a whole world of this. It's fucking beautiful. I love it. It's, it's very white, very clean. Like several of the buildings are topped with different types of windmills or similar or similar like look like mm-hmm. farm devices. If you forgive me for bringing up Homestuck in 2023, um, if I was a Homestuck world, it would be the world of water and windmills. <laughs> it's a really beautiful place. Like it would be a cool thing to just go be able to go and explore a physical place like that. Oh yeah. So their conversation is over a chess game. It's not really chess. You can buy a merch of the chess set and it comes with a disclaimer that it has no rules and can't be played <laughs> as an actual game. It's kind of impractical. Like it's the size of a chessboard. For some reason there's a hill in the middle of it on the side. Like the like the squares go up in tiered. Yeah, and we never really get a good clear how many pieces they are, but there but there's no pieces that repeats. Yeah. Um, also, like each of the pieces have a s- specific symbol on the top of them. We'll talk about that in a bit when we get into the actual opening theme. But we do see a couple recognizable ones, like the the crown symbol is very clearly appearanced. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, and like I, I forget what the horn symbol is, but I think it looks yeah. like one of the it looks like Xehanort's armor. Yeah, there's. I'm pretty sure there's also one that will look like the uh, emblem heartless. If you look, if you look carefully, you see several. Like you see what looks like a spike circle, so you know, like a shot yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the chess is visually important. In fact, the chess is a metaphor, as I told Jared while he was playing. <laughs> well, I mean, I could tell it's a metaphor. These guys clearly just can't near them to work out the nerve. The ass of the air wants to make out, so they just sublimate all the chess. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but they're they're clearly late. They're late teens. I think they're a little bit shy, but they're you know. <laughs> Well, look, I'm not, not even I'm not even that focused on shipping and BL shipping isn't really something that super interests me. though It doesn't bother me, but I still can't help but go right there. Totally fair. <laughs> so, yeah, do we have anything else we want to say about this scene before we go into the opening theme? Matt, reading our stage directions, they call it out. Young Nort notably doesn't have yellow eyes. He has gray eyes here, though mm-hmm. his hair is still his hair is still silvery. Yeah. And his skin is still dark. Mm-hmm. Opening theme. We start with a slow fade into Sora on a wide mirrored expanse as his words and voice appear on the screen. They can take your world. They can take your heart, cut you loose from all you know. But if it's your fate, then every step forward will always be a step closer to home. 
I will say Sora's voice is distinctly deeper now. I think yeah. Joe Osment has finally decided that he doesn't need to strain his voice up as high. He still mm-hmm. sounds young, but he's definitely bringing it down a little bit like he's a little older now. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they start Face Your Fears, which is a really cool song. And it's kind of strange to have a collaboration between Utada and Skrillex. So is this my favorite intro song for Kingdom Hearts? The video is absolutely incredible. Now, want to know why it's not strange to have Skrillex doing something for Kingdom Hearts? Why is that? I don't know. Where do you think Skrillex got his stage name? <laughs> oh, crap. He's a nobody. His name <laughs> is a nobody name uh, anagram of killers with an X. I did not know that. Because apparently Skrillex is a big Kingdom Hearts fan. This is a thing I learned last week. <laughs> like I said it's a really distinct sequence. Like the music cuts between piano and dubstep synthesizer. And mm-hmm. I can't say I've ever been dubstep's biggest fan, but I never really had a problem with it. And this has a very unique sound. It's I think it's one of the better the better examples of dubstep stuff out there. Yeah. Apparently, Skrillex calls this a specific kind of dubstep that is not specifically dubstep, but it's like something that they came up with for this song. To describe some of what happens here, like we see young North seeing a dark purple star in the sky, and then he's at night playing the chess game. And as he plays a piece, we see it interpreted as one of the games. Darkness explodes outward. It consumes the land of, this, of departure and sends Aqua, Terra, and Ventus onto their fates. First move representing birth by sleep, we should say yep. very yes. clearly. Like we see Ventus pushed into his heart station, then it crashes apart while yeah. Aqua vanishes and Terra's taken over. Yeah, um, every single time Xehanort does a move, it causes one of the tragedies that we've seen in a previous game. We watch young Sora and his friends running through Dusty Islands, and then a piece is played, and now that this piece becomes the Seeker of Darkness, then the darkness takes Dusty Island and Riku and Kairi. Yep, it causes Dusty Islands to fall apart. The third move, which the piece turns into Xemnas, rips Roxas away from Axel and Xion. I will take a moment to say Sora falls into the white piece with the crown heading, as, and as Xehanort considers his moves lightning, it's getting darker. One of the scenes gets to be a massive Keyblade fight on the chessboard with Ansem, Super Darkness, Marluxia, and Xemnas. Xemnas's piece is his cross lightsabers, which is a cool look, too. So we, we see Xion vanish. We see we see Roxas and Axel fighting. The fire field appears on the board with them. Like we see Sora fall in the darkness, but after he summons his Keyblade and he cuts open a massive door, and we see Aqua, we see Ventus, we see Riku, them all walking towards the light that's been opened for them. And then he then Sora faces off against the two the two Ansem the two. Xehanort halves and Xemnas and Seeker of Darkness and Marluxia all at the same time. At this point, you kind of see it's kind of a cool effect where the board is shown with the with the board state of the two uh, the two white pieces surrounded by black pieces while they're on mm-hmm. that hill, and mm-hmm. they all kind of get overlaid into that fight of what's going on there. They have a crown in the star, and we've seen now the star is in fact Kyrie. Because it mm-hmm. represents the the papu fruit and the drawing they made to each other. Yeah. And then he places another piece, which is kind of like I still think looks like his old armor. And then like he overlays with with Master Xehanort's face instead. And then the field manifests on the land. They are like huge square platforms appearing around them with swirls mm-hmm. of darkness turning into the true organization. Mm-hmm. And so Sora, there's a fight, and Sora ends up getting saved by his friends. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Donald and Goofy just come in like a boss, block the shot, and then and then Mickey and Riku save Sora from a cheap shot from Zem just teleporting behind. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then now the fight is joined. Like, like Xehanor appears with all his cloak buddies behind him, and Sora mm-hmm. calls a great life in the sky. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the interesting thing about this one is that I thought it was interesting because it had uh, Master Xehanort on the board looking up towards the great light that Sora summoned, and then it overlays back to young Xehanort playing the game, looking out into the light coming in from the giant bay window that they're playing in front of. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, the only piece he looks, we looks down, we only see the crown piece, no other pieces at the moment. Like he's just looking down at the one piece. Mm-hmm. And then finally we see Sora looking up at Kingdom Hearts descending and then his friends teleport around him on that reflective field. Mm-hmm. And Sora is holding a black chess piece while looking up at Kingdom Hearts here. There's a whole lot of symbolism there. The chess is a metaphor, naturally. But who But who does Sora want to fuck? Oh, my God. Everyone wants to fuck Sora. Um, so let's just get into the next part, then, which is going to be the way we always start a Kingdom Hearts game, a dive to the heart. And so I'm going to start using this term because I've since learned that this is what we should be calling this. Uh, the big stained glass platform is called the Station of Awakening. And so I'm going to be calling it that. Sora's back in his Kingdom Hearts 1 clothes. It just seems if, you, it seems if you're in charge of Keyblades, you just give everything really... Direct names like that. Land of Departure. Station of Awakening. <laughs> that kind of thing. I can't think of a lot more examples, but it really makes a very fast pattern. <laughs> I gotta say that the stained glass effect of the platform in this game is just absolutely stunning compared to what we saw last time. There's like a depth to it. Oh yeah, on that note, I have in my notes fucking hell, the stained glass looks so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to harp on it, but geez, goddamn, this game looks great. It's fucking beautiful. Amazing looking game. Like you can literally see through it to sort of like it looks like a reflections or, or, or water or swirling energy underneath. It's not fully clear because it's colored by the stained glasses. Yeah, they're able to do a lot more with modern technology now. The words that appear on screen are there are seven hearts to save. Like a mirror shimmers to existence right in front of him at that we approach it, examine it, and fall through, and Sora is already in his Kingdom Hearts 2 clothes. Oh, we're going at a speed run through through his existence. Like, I actually think the Sora on the other side of the mirror is already in those clothes, and then, mm-hmm. like, he teleports through and he switched into the clothes, and the Sora back in the mirror is in the old outfit before the mirror vanishes. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Many mirrors around us show scenes from Kingdom Hearts, memories, links in the chain, floating all around us. Yeah, they're kind of swirling around up, way up high. It's like a massive column of screens with the with similar exterior to what the mirror had for its frame. But then like so it's just showing all sorts of scenes from Sora's past. Yep. Throughout the entire history of the series. Mm-hmm. And so three float down. One is Sora fighting Riku and Hollow Bastion. One is Mickey closing the door to darkness. And one is Sora meeting Donald and Goofy. So the first question we get says, what do you desire? And the three scenes that we got represent vitality, wisdom and balance. So so he's being courted by the shadows here. <laughs> God damn, am I the only person who watches Babylon 5? I have never watched Babylon's 5. I have not watched Babylon 5 either. These three choices impact our base HP and MP. Uh, the vitality will, choice uh, will give you higher HP over MP. Wisdom gives you higher MP over HP and balance is about even. In critical mode, every MP counts and magic is incredible. And also just like you're going to be knocked down to one HP most of the time anyway. So... Why go with HP when it's not going to matter much? Go with MP. I mean, I asked John. He said wisdom. Yeah, sure. 
I don't know. I just didn't have a strong feeling. <laughs> yeah. My first time through this game, I picked balance, but in critical mode, I went with wisdom because I wanted that sweet, sweet magic mojo. And I should be clear, like uh, that little extra MP you get is more or less just like the difference between one spell or not. Uh, you're still not going to be able to do that many spells in a combo chain, but it's it does matter. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun. You can just kind of run up and get a look at all the panels in the background, see some mm-hmm. just some really random scenes. Like here's one where Sora is a lion. Yes, that was a very important. That was a very important episode in our lives. Yes, three more panels to send. One is Sora fighting Roxas in a dive to the heart. One is Sora making his promise to Namine, and one is Sora having a fucking stoner party with the Dream Eaters. It's his cuddle puddle. <laughs> yes, he gets slammed by the Meow Wow into the Coom Pan, and they're just kind of hugging together. It's like wow. Yes. Sort of like a freeze frame on that, like it's an 80s sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The question for this one is, what power do you seek? These three scenes represent three more choices. The path of the warrior, the path of the guardian, and the path of the mystic. These impact the order to receive abilities. All right, so yeah, this impacts the order to receive abilities. Mystic gets his leaf bracer the earliest, so I'm going to go with the Dream Eater stoner party. Do you seek friends that you've refused to remember, (laughs) beating yourself up, or getting fucking wasted? Getting fucking wasted! <laughs> so I did Warrior my first time through on Proud Mode, and then I did Mystic for Critical Mode because I wanted to get the more advanced strategies a little bit earlier because that's what you need on Critical Mode. I did Mystic again because it's not... so Because basically, if I'm not picking difficulty level, I do tend to take challenge advice. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, like, a lot of the really survival abilities and also the fact that magic in this game is fucking amazing uh, really do make me think... Mystic is far and away the best route to pick. For Remind only, we get a few more mirrors that will determine what extra bonus codes we get access to. Yep. And so the the mirrors that we get here are Sora having a weird party with Donald and Goofy after Dream Drop Distance, Sora chasing Pluto after Kingdom Hearts 1, and we have Goofy during the Battle of a Thousand Heartless. And this is imagine him at 300. Come and take him! <laughs> the question on this one is what kind of experience do you want? Do we want easy mode premium menu choices? No premium mode menu choices or hard premium menu choices? I guess it's like you pick cheats or pick challenge mode elements. I Yeah. I didn't touch it because I didn't want to modify the game. I didn't yep. touch it either, um, even in my playthrough. But uh, I picked challenging adventure anyway, just to keep in the spirit of the playthrough. So I picked Challenging Adventure and then turned on a couple of the quote-unquote easier pro codes. Like, for example, uh, No Attractions is one of them, and that's an easy one anyway because you're going to do that for critical mode with the critical converter anyway. That's a negative? And then there's... Hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about attractions in a bit. <laughs> there's things like Use No Items uh, and stuff like that, and I have like several oh, of those on. But I don't use items, ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Elixirs are good. Why are you not using items? Eh, there's too much of a pain to equip every battle. Yeah, you can. Uh, uh, you can, can it won't refill. I don't know why. Um, if you run out of them, it won't refill like that. Yeah. You got to turn on auto refill, though. Like you have to specifically turn it on in the menu. Yeah, sometimes I might turn it on later to use elixirs against like bosses and stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. at the end of it, it says, is this who you are? I have in my notes. Yes, I am Sora. Sora is me. Despite everything, it's still Sora in the mirror. Yes. 
Sora has gained the power to overcome life's hardships. The persona spiky good boy. <laughs> uh, so the mirrors fade. Water fills the land around us. A bright light appears and the water pulls back to a massive wave. Basically, like first these first the station awakening floods and then it's gone and you're just in this massive reflecting pool like you're on a salt flat after a short rain. Yeah. Sora runs after a light in the wave and is swept up in the current. And so we it kind of fades to black. And then when the screen comes back, we're now in a wide open space with sea and sky and clouds as far as the eye can see with a very still reflective water surface. And then a big guy made of stars appeared and tells Sora he has one wish. Oh, no, wait, that's Thor. It's <laughs> different. <laughs> By me, is it? John called that. <laughs> I, that. Why do you think I said Thor 4 is a Kingdom Hearts movie? <laughs> it's a remarkably similar visual. It's, a, it's not the hardest one to make, but it looks so remarkably close to the to the uh, center of eternity. It's a really cool scene and really cool setting here. First, we get to fight some shadows, our little tutorial fight that we always get. And I'm and I'm trying to work out the slightly different way things are moving here. So I actually spend some time kind of trying to get them to uh, practice um, blocks and that. So I spent a little bit of time messing with these guys. Totally valid. Um, the game control control a lot more like Kingdom Hearts 2 than the last few games that we played. Thank goodness. But even that's still somewhat different. Oh, yeah, it's it's a lot smoother in a lot of ways. It feels nice. After the easy shadow fight, uh, a dark side that seems to be made of water rises up and we fight it. I say water with a implied question mark because what the fuck is this dark side made of, guys? It kind of looks like he could have come out of the water of the plane. except he's much grayer colored. Yeah. Like yeah. he like he's reflecting only the clouds almost. Or the dark side is kind of strangely luminous compared to most dark sides. It's not yeah. pure black. It's also not like he's made of like liquid metal, like, say, the T-1000 or something like that. No, it's just like it feels a bit more translucent than that. He's he's translucent. He has a somewhat watery like reflective surface or maybe like a weirdly faceted gem. But he's as solid as any other dark side. Like It doesn't change how he moves, is how flexible he is and everything else about him. It is exactly the same as every other dark side fight we've had in this game. But somehow its animation makes it look more like it's pelvic thrusting its balls into the sky with the energy attack. But OK, have you not noticed that from Dark Size in the past, Jared? I, something about the way this one was lit up, it was much easier to see how distressing that pose was. Winning gets us fire and water magic. Water is a new spell in this game. So water kind of is slightly different from fire because fire is is very straight line. It goes towards the closest the enemy that's seeking whereas the water spell does an arcing projectile that kind of ends in a burst of water. Sorry, man, I had a reaction to... No, no, that was you the guy. I was just be laughing at water slightly different from fire. Like, oh, really? Tell me more. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> they both kind of fill similar functions, though water... Yeah, water's kind of like launching a grenade while fire's like shooting a bullet. So, Matt, you need someone to help you pouring your drinks. There's going to be a tragedy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, God, All right. it burns. So right after that, we start right back after the a fragmentary passage ending, the scene we didn't cover in the fragmentary passage episode. Let's be clear. We didn't want to cover it because it makes more sense to talk about it here anyway. And it's exactly the same. They didn't even really re-render it because it was already built in the engine. They didn't like tweak it at all. It's the same scene, the same music, the same sound effects and, and the same script. So we're not really just even going to do the scene, um, but like. All that needs to matter is that uh, Sora's lost his mojo. He needs to get it back. No, we're not actually doing that. Uh, it's not yeah. Austin Powers 2. 
Bryce. I built a giant kingdom hearts. Yep. <laughs> Just imagining Xehanor doing the air quotes every time he says kingdom hearts. Well, considering how much, considering how much that guy, that guy Edux, and this, there's the special keyblade. <laughs> Christ, so, so we are facing Dr. Evil in his many clothes. So, so yeah, okay, so, so wait, 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 which no, one's mini me? Uh, no, I'm, um, uh, I was more thinking about which one's going to be Zigbar <laughs> or who's Zigbar. Is Zigbar is Seth Green's character? No, no, Zigbar's number two. He's got the eye patch. Hmm. Shit, you're right. And he's number two all the time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's. <laughs> So, yeah, Yen Sid explains that almost getting Norded resets Sora's levels. Yep. So Sora needs to get that power of waking, damn it. Donald's going to be a snark on him about it, by the way. Oh, yeah. Donald is, Donald drags Sora all the fucking time in this game. They act like it's just friendly ribbing, and that's fine. But honestly, to me, it sounds a little harsher. <laughs> so Yen says, like, go out and grind some levels, kid. You must find the power of waking that you lost. <laughs> Sora decides that he's going to go see someone to help him figure all this out. And who does he decide to go see? Which character of all the characters he's met has he decided to go see? So, you know, he's off to see Hercules. Why Hercules specifically? Why not someone else? Because Hercules lost his strength and got it back, except he so fucking didn't. Exactly. (laughs) Hercules collapsed from exhaustion and depression. (laughs) In Kingdom Hearts 2, like, Hades wore him down and then he thought he failed and just kind of broke him internally. Yeah. They never implied he lost his power, but now we're saying he did. Yeah. Who else could we have got? Well, I mean, let's be clear. The reason we're doing this is because we wanted to have a real Disney world for the intro world this time. Yeah. Well, he could have gone and hung out with Simba, explained about how bullying him over ghost out. I got my confidence back after you mocked me, the voice of my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Sora, Donald and Goofy in the gummy ship, and they're just trying to figure out how to get to Olympus Coliseum. I think Sora started doing like the big thinking pose, like figures yeah. to his head, like, mm. Yeah, Sora does not brain that well, so. <laughs> Sorry, I got nothing. What did you expect? May your heart be your guiding key. Huh? What's that? Master Yen Sid always said that right before we went off on any of our real important adventures. Really? Ring a bell? Uh-uh. Maybe I imagined it. May my heart be my guiding key. I've got it. And so so I realized what he should do is what he should always do and point his keyblade at things. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and then Nomura shows he knows exactly what he's doing with his entire series when this text appears on screen. Kingdom Hearts 2.9. Roman numerals 2. Uh, Arabic numeral 9. Please say I, I dot 9 if you want to like, just say it. It's, yeah, yeah, I have in my notes. Absolutely incredible. This game is already 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote WTF Nomura. This is so fucking good. This is like one of the it, best jokes in the entire game. And he put it at the end of point two as well, which really, really seems snarky. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Sora just shoots the Keyblade into space, which, which makes a cloudy gate appear and they they fly the jummy ship into it. Yep. We open with a recap of every story that's happened in Olympus up until now. We have like a narrator we've never heard before. And I don't think we hear again. Yeah. He's just he basically talking about how Hades has finally stopped doing all these side plans because he's waited long enough for his real plan. Yeah. I'm laughing a little bit about this one because the narrator actually calls out Tara as a sucker in this open oh, yeah. narration here. 
Yeah, we get three statues of Terra, Cloud, and Oron. That's your only uh, appearance of a Final Fantasy yeah. character in the base game of Kingdom Hearts 3, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And I think the only time one of their names is said directly. Yep. It's like his plans are using Terra, Cloud, and Oron have all failed. And now nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> but the planets are aligned, and Hades can free the Titans to begin his conquest. Who are those other Titans he used? <laughs> I mean, I know it birth by sleepy implies it was a fake ice titan, but other times we face two of them. Yep, that means we're finally doing it. We're finally doing the actual Hercules story rather than some bullshit tournament arc. I have in my notes, this game is already 10 out of 10. So after we get our final there is shot of evil Hades in the fire, we have Sora standing on a mountain. Yep, Sora complains that he didn't get a welcome and Goofy knows that they're far away from the Colosseum. Donald razzes Sora for his bad aim when getting us here. And Sora yep. just decides, let's go up the mountain. We haven't seen a mountain in Hercules's world before. Then why did they get out of the ship? <laughs> OK, do, we have we never see the gummy ships land on an actual world. We just this- fly the gummy ship to the world and then we're on a place on the world near a save point sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So just sort of shoots us at it. So they don't have much control of that. <laughs> Our save points just like teleportation beacons for gummy ships or the gummy so they have to leave the gummy ships off planet because of the world border. Order. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. So yeah, so Sora says, let's climb the mountain. That sounds about right. Yep. Uh, right off the bat, there's a heartless brawl with shadow soldiers and large bodies all showing up to play. All the old favorites. One thing I'll mention about this game is that brawls of normal trash enemies are way, way, way bigger. Oh, yeah. Than the previous games, because in the previous games, they could only really support like up to like maybe like five heartless on the screen is at once, unless there may be like a few more shadows than that. Oh, except for times where like cheating with things like Battle of the Thousand. Yeah. yeah. Here they basically are just like, hey, guess who no longer has hardware limitations? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they they yeah. throw a lot at us now. Yeah. Like it, sometimes the amount of enemies on screen practically feels like yeah. Dynasty Warriors levels. Mm-hmm. Kind of surprised there isn't a Kingdom Hearts full Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> I think it's really going to be built for it by now. Could be. Could be. If it doesn't play like Kingdom Hearts, I'd be pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so basically after some fighting, Sora gets fed up, just starts shouting for Hercules. Well, yep. and we also get a uh, introduction to the flow motion in this game, which is a bit of a Slightly toned down version of the flow motion from Dream Drop Distance. Uh, it's a lot more fair for one. You can't like cheese everywhere around. No, you can sort of do a dash off most walls, but climbing walls has to be specific ones. So there's a lot of them, of course. Yeah, yeah. And like you're a lot more limited in how you can super ball up walls, which as much as I enjoyed doing that in Dream Drop Distance, I think it's probably better for the level design and health of the game overall if you can't do that in this game. <laughs> yeah. So the cliffside environment here is actually very pretty compared to previous Kingdom Hearts games, especially with previous iterations of Olympus, I gotta say. We don't have the excessively wide open spaces of what Dream Drop this is going through, but it still has bigger worlds in general. Yeah. Uh, So, so yeah, Hades is pissed off that people are calling for Hercules and isn't much happy to see us either. And by the way, (laughs) Sora and friends are not impressed to see Hades. Like, oh, it's just you. Yeah, like... like I'm like, Sora, you're level one. Don't go picking a fight with a god just yet. Hey, I've seen some people play level one Kingdom Hearts games. Hades is still a chump. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny thing is, he just gets so fed up. And and then they're mocking him. He calls the Titans down to just blast them off the mountain, which they do without actually appearing. Yes. Like massive change to the weather causes huge blasts of cold. 
like lava coming down the mountain and they just fly off. Literally blown away Team Rocket style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we just sit with Hades saying how pleasant everything is. And then scene starts. A quarter of darkness appears behind Hades. Ugh, really? Who are you kidding? Jeez Louise. Seriously, when it rains, it pours. Okay, who's the new pest? Hey now, that ain't no way to say hello, especially to your old friends. Eat Maleficent cop out, of course. Oh, perfect. Now I've got to put up with you two. Funny, I don't remember you doing me any memorable favors. So you can keep your heartless this time. I'm going back to my original plan. All right, toodaloo, exits that away. He kind of just dramatically points. Hey, it was great seeing you. Happy trails. We are not here for you. I have my own business to attend to. All I need to know is if there is a distinctive black box somewhere in this world. Black box, huh? Hmm, black box, black box, black box. Wait, don't tell me. You're after the one Zeus hit on Earth. Possibly. If I were, where might it be? (laughs) So, let's talk a bit about this real quick. Hades does not want to be part of the plot anymore. No. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's fucking tired of, like, uh... All these weird off-worlders messing up his plans. He just, he's like. Uh, all he gets for is punch to the face. Yeah, this is his world. He's tired of all these people coming into it. He just wants to do his own plan and lose to Hercules that way. Yes. <laughs> Look, I got what That plan sucked. You had the bug bag. You had the idiot pirate. I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, keep your heartless. I don't care. I've got these titans now. They're way better. By the way, there's heartless all over this world. So, Okay. Yep. That just acts that. But they're not Maleficent's heartless. That's the key distinction. But Maleficent has a plan, and we've kind of got a pretty good idea what she's after from Coded. Yeah, from Coded, and also probably from. I think we can probably infer that she is talking about the box that was what Lucia was carrying at the end of back cover, right? I'm calling it now. By the way, the master master filled it with spring snakes. <laughs> I love it. We'll <laughs> <Don't> see. <laughs> That's you, can't give, you can't convince me that Chuckle Fuck the Chuckle Fuck didn't fill it just with the stupidest possible thing and then made a, a centuries long gamut for people to want it. So. <laughs> Chuckle Fuck, make Chuckle Fuck or Chuckle Fuck of Chuckle Fucks. I think that's the latter. Chuckle Fuck, son of Chuckle Fuck of the Chuckle Fuck line of chucklings. <laughs> <laughs> I am Lord Fuck the First. Oh, yeah. no. So Oof. Maleficent is looking for this black box. How did she even hear of this goddamn thing? She knows a bit about the age of fairy tales. We already know that. We know she knows about the Book of Prophecies. Something happens in Union Cross with her? Um, mm. I think probably. I think we'll get to that later. Yeah. Not this time around, but we'll return yeah. to it. But so she knew about the Book of Prophecies and the data escape <laughs> somehow <laughs> reminded escape. her of that. Oh, the date escape. That's right. Yep. Let's check back in with Sora and the crew. We crash land crash. as Herch cra- Her crashes us. Well, Hirsch catches us. Yeah, he, he basically he basically jumps up and catches us so we don't hit ground mm-hmm. the way. Yep. And the entire town seems to be fucked right now. Thanks, Hades. So Hercules joins us. And this time there is no switching out party members to get the unique Disney characters in your party. He just fights alongside you as a fourth party member, which is awesome. I do kind of like that her catches uh, Sora and Goofy and Donald stuck hanging from a lion statue. Yes, I have in my notes uh, in regards to the fact that Herc is actually just in a permanent party. No matter what, this game is already 10 out of 10. 
I mean, I never in two. I think we discussed. I almost never used the side party members if I wasn't yeah. first, just because you, you mess with the forms. Yeah, that's a major pain changes. point. Yeah, and uh, you kind of were okay using the guest party members in Kingdom Hearts One, but at the same time, I think like Trinity Limit was one of the best things you could do, and you couldn't do that with uh, the guest party members. And you, oh yeah, you couldn't do Trinity markers either. So like you would always have to switch your party around if you wanted to do that. Yeah. This is way better. I like being able to have access to all the characters at once. Thank you, Kingdom Hearts 3. There's kind of a fun add on rather than something you're focusing on, not like telling the goofy part of your strategy most of the time anyways. Exactly. Uh, I mean, thanks to Situation Commands, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, they do feel a lot more like a dynamic part of your party in general. Yeah. I just love Hercules. It's just in a very weird mood. It's like, so Sora, is there a reason you guys are visiting? I'm guessing it's not just for the cheese and olives. Speak for yourself. I love <laughs> olives. <laughs> I love olives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Olives. <laughs> olives. Olives. The cheat, get me some olives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. So Sora just comes right out and asks Hercules how he got his strength back in Kingdom Hearts 2 when Megara was in danger. I think Herc's like, I don't know. It just kind of was a big shonen flashpoint, and then I could just do it again. And then some flame cores come raining in. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yep. So the game introduces us to a slow motion light combat in this particular moment. Uh, winning gets MP case for Donald. Yay. <laughs> so that's their fight. We have we need some more characters. So in on Pegasus fights Meg and well, Phil. Ah, damn it. Meg is pretty well, glad to see us. She sees our names in proper order. Her community tells her, well, you need to stay at a safe distance and not do anything. <laughs> Unfortunate. Now, Herc sends Phil off with Meg, and Phil says nothing as part of his probation requiring him to not speak to minors at any time. So, unfortunately, um, the actual truth behind this is that Phil's Japanese voice actor passed away and they didn't recast the role. But it is kind of fun to just make the jokes all the same. After, <laughs> yep. after Birth by Sleep, May is kind of not his biggest fan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> certainly, not making, certainly not making fun of someone past. We're just kind of uh, creating mm-hmm. a, a slightly different world. Yep. Yep. So after this scene, Goofy hears a little girl in danger and it's apparently really far away. Goofy apparently has super good hearing. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got them ears. He's got comedy ears. <laughs> Even though dog ears are long, mostly to help cup smells towards the nose when they drag the ground. So really? hounds. I didn't know like that. How, yeah. Well, beagles and other, beagles, bastards, bloodhounds, all of them. That's it. That, the, the, the ears sweep the ground and help bring sense up. Interesting. I thought the ears were like that just because of the way we bred them. Be- because that of, uh, too, but that makes them but droopy. It's not just domestication, though. That was part of it. It's like for certain breeds, especially the scent hounds. I don't know if they did that deliberately, but it ended up being a, a workable factor. Anyway, Herc eats us all the way to the top of Thebes. <laughs> I just love Hercules is like, OK, running's too slow. Hmm. Stand at the statue. And without saying a word, he picks it up and throws it 5000 feet into the air. Yes. So so we land here and then Maleficent and Pete show up again just to uh, taunt us a little bit about this. Yep. Well, if it isn't Sora and the King's Pawns. Maleficent, Pete, are you the reason the Heartless are here? Certainly not. Pete kind of gives Sora a narrowed eye once over. Say, Maleficent, I don't know about sidekicks, but Kid Keyblader here looks way punier than the last time we saw him. I uh-huh. said we finish him up while we still can. 
Waste no time with the boy. He is inconsequential. We have a far more pressing matter to attend to. Hmm? Hmm. Oh, we got to find that black box. Be silent, you fool. <laughs> As for you three, we shall meet again when I have time for such trifles. Yeah, yeah, you'd better get your act together before then. Later, twerps. Wait. Sora runs after them, but the port they are gone through the portal. Yep. S- Sora. It's fine. I can take it. <laughs> so I actually I, 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 find I, this I kinda funny. Lo- oh, I love all the I love that Melissa and Peter just like this is the only time we're gonna interact with you all game and we're just here to razz you. <laughs> yeah, we don't really want to be the plot either. Hades is annoying, but we're not exactly against his theory here. This isn't our plot. Yep, but it's just like, man, this kid is not worth our time right now. So we're not going to make you worth our time. I like that. Apparently Pete can Pete can read your level. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's level two right now. <laughs> He's got a built-in scouter and a zipper. <laughs> oh, no. That doesn't mean he'd have to like lift up to his eye or something, or he feels it is not sight. And Who oh, knows? No. I, this is a terrible thing. He tells me what level he is. No. <laughs> you introduce this idea. You soak in it. I, I was trying to figure out where a scouter could be, and that's what I said first. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's go so, save some civilians and get back out of the city. <laughs> holy shit. Unnamed NPCs. Yeah, townies. I love townies. Amazing. That for a Kingdom Hearts game. This is the first time we've really had townies. Since Kingdom Hearts one and I've cut very few and I think two and that. But basically <laughs> any real. I how long has it been since it felt like a world was populated by actual people in one of these I, games? I sure there's a few examples, but I can't really think of anything since the original Traverse Town. And there really were only a few in the one zone in that one. Right. Yeah. There's just actually like a few random people to save among the heartless around here. It's cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a John tends to call them townies because they're just sort of like uh, ca- generic-ish character models that put in like a little bit of life, a little bit of side dialogue and just sound. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing how f- far that goes in just making the worlds feel like an actual place and not just a level in a video game. I love it. Just randomly in critical mode, I actually died a bunch to the first Heartless Encounter in here because I... You actually have to pay attention to some of these mechanics because the fire cores can actually go berserk one at a time. And mm-hmm. when that happens, they can actually at level two, they can just own you really oh, yeah, easily. They- and so you have to extinguish them by using water when that happens. Yeah. And then we're pushing our way through the town, kind of being kind of being talked down to on the people we're trying to save. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like th- no one is impressed with us because we're not heroes. We're not Hercules. And then you have to say this woman, which is like, well, maybe you'll be maybe keep trying. Maybe someday you'll be as good as a hero as him. Like there's little Hercules statues all over the place in this world right now, too. Like you can knock them around. They have little physics objects on them. I like them. They're cute. Sora's, Sora's self-esteem is taking a genuine beating. I mean, it's a little bit funny, but he is honestly affected. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Goofy, the greatest mind this world has ever seen, decides his dinky shield can work to protect all of us as we ride through the fire with perfect cartoon energy. I and watched the greatest minds of my generation. I can't. Do it. <laughs> and so Goofy actually uses the line out of the fire and into the frying pan. And it's finally his shield grows. I don't think it grows. I think they all just sort of cram it. No, he pops down. It kind of pops out to the size of a circle sled. I have my notes. This game is already 10 out of 10. Goofy doesn't worry about, you know, con- conduction of heat. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. mm, so, roast duck. Yes. 
as we as we go around, we'll notice that there are Mickey heads on the walls and we don't quite know why yet. I didn't see a single one. Oh, you didn't. I was looking for them this time. <laughs> you already knew. Yep. I actually saw my first while riding around on one of the sled areas. Yep. There's one pretty prominently there. We'll talk about them next episode when they're introduced. Probably a better point for that. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to bring it up here. Yeah. Also, we don't have a journal right now because Jimmy's missing in action. Oh, yeah. By the way, I mean, I mean, Sword definitely didn't trap him in a jar and leave him on a shelf somewhere. Yep. He's not going to uh, kill the bug. He's not Pinocchio from the original book, but. Yep. The level design is on point for Thebes. There's lots of hidden stuff to find. I actually really like the dynamically collapsing buildings in the area. Just kind of a really spectacular area compared to what I expected out of Hercules World from previous Kingdom Hearts games. Yep. I mean, we we're not going to go into We don't even see the Colosseum. Yep. There, I mean, we're not going to go into everything. It's mostly just a lot of fighting. There's a lot of small fights. We do Couple eventually NBCs find, we save. Yep. Uh, we eventually find Herc holding up a building, Saban style, to protect some townies. And I have in my notes, I wonder if Herc can suplex a train. After that statue, I assume so. Sabin or Sabin? I say Sabin. <laughs> I've always said Sabin. Uh, I know that no cat goes with Sabine. Well, that struck me as slightly deliberately sarcastic. When you're trying to save the people that are in the building, the game gives Sora grand magic, which at this point in the game is mostly just your regular spells turn into raw spells. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's the same system as as Aqua got to use, though. I don't think we get to put mini ears on Sora at any point in this game. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah, so we basically if you use the magic enough, you get like it's not the full grand magic. It's a step up like Fyra and Watera. Water run yeah. sounds wrong. We will not get up to these uh, spells until we get to uh, the god level spells. Yeah. Or if you yeah. use accessories that give you Zah spells. I mean, we shouldn't be getting Zah. We're in Greek, not Italy here. <laughs> so, yeah, the building collapses. Herka Moses from the rubble and then fucking Zigbar shows up. Oh, wow. Very nice. Full marks. Go away. No organization. You're Zigbar. All this altruism is giving me the warm and fuzzies. So then, does having a heart of light come with extremely good insurance policy? Just say what you mean. Oh, but I did, though. No good will ever come from putting other people first. I was able to save Meg's life because I was ready to risk my own. Because you've got friends in high places, you mean. Tricks like that don't fly for your average Joe. Ah, uh, uh. What do you know? You weren't even there. If you were, you'd admire Herc's courage. I don't admire one guy leaping into danger if it means someone else might have to jump in to save him. You're all just lining up to lose out, doing others to take the fall with you. Oh, and you can spare me the usual party line. Yes, hearts are powerful when they're connected. But if you put too much of that power in one place, some of those hearts might end up breaking. So, Sora, that doesn't mean you should change. Accept the power you're given. Find the hearts joined to yours. Why would I ever take advice from you? As if you don't have any choice but to follow this sweet little trail of breadcrumbs. And at the end, you'll finally realize what destiny has in store for you. In fact, your reward might be right around the corner. You're so close. <laughs> and he just walks off laughing and vanishes. I do like to see. I want to mention her Camille says he's just trying to mess with you. So ignore that loser. But there's actually some things to talk about here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually really like the part where basically Zigbar says Herc is just a, a privileged ne- Nepo baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. 
I mean, like, yeah, you saved her. You put your life on. But if we even if we assume the movie's plot, you still had miraculous strength to return to you because of your heritage. Yeah. And, and Zigbar, like I said, he's couching it far more cynically than I would ever accept. But if I said, I don't admire one guy leaping the danger. It means someone else will have to jump in to save him. That's not 100 percent wrong. Right. Definitely want to help people. But if you're reckless and if you jump in unaware, you can just be another person he's saving and make the situation that much worse and risk more people. Yep. I also just love that dumb line was, does having a heart of light come with an extremely good insurance policy? Yeah. He is He is still invested to make sure everyone knows how little he, he vocally cares. Well, and also, like, I think he is kind of just like trying to tip the hand and say, hey, I know what's more going on here. I know more than you do. Ha ha ha. There's a bit of a reprise of Dream Drop Distance here. I think it's meant to unnerve Sora a little bit. Oh, yeah. Simply because it's like, oh, we're pulling the exact same thing we pulled on you just a little bit ago where we're leading you by the nose into this thing and you have no choice but to follow these breadcrumbs. Literally, it was yesterday. (laughs) But funny thing is, again, and he does, he's not directly refuting. So it's like, I know hearts are powerful. But how much power he put in one spot before it explodes is mm-hmm. basically what he says. So yep. like I said he he's definitely going on the I he's definitely really leaning on the he said you can't tell me things I disagree with, but I'm still pretty sure I'm right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's basically kind of going with this idea of you know yes you can get power by making connections with these arts but you're by by doing that you're putting others at risk the rest of thebes is just monster bashing back in the statue plaza meg and phil congratulate us well meg congratulate us while phil stands there yeah phil is legally obligated to tell us that he's registered as a sex offender that's all Uh, okay i think we have finally put that to bed maybe yes there's a little boss encounter yep uh mini boss it's not much what was it the rock troll I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's not hard. Um, Herc knows that Hades is behind everything, so it's time to head to Mount Olympus. Uh, Sora is shocked to find out that Herc is a demigod here. Yeah. Funny how that never came up. <laughs> well, all Sora do is show him and said, ooh, hero, let's fight shadows in the, in the Coliseum. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and Herc never saw the opportunity to say, hey, the reason why I'm dealing with this god guy is because I'm a demigod. Why? I mean, it's awkward to say, look, my dad's my dad was a lightning god who fucks every woman within a 50 mile radius and then oh, no. just left me at guy's house. So. Yeah, technically, my my dad is uh, Zeus, but as a swan. Oof. Well, remember, that's well, that's the original version. I mean, remember, Disney went for a highly, highly cleaned up version of that. Yes. Oh, well, let's head up the mountain and let's talk about the environments. It's really pretty. Oh, yeah. This is kind of them establishing a new baseline for what a Kingdom Hearts world should look like. It's just completely night and day in terms of visual quality and just kind of overall vision for what previous incarnations of these worlds are. I love the colors so much showing up the mountain here, just like the very vibrant blues and greens and even the browns on the rocks looks really pretty. It feels like they're actually doing like a lot of the sort of work that Disney would do on these sorts of things, because later on when you have to, you know, run up a cliff while the rock Titan is throwing stuff down at you, it does that really, you know, like inky Navy starry night sort of thing Mm -hmm. uh, in the background. And it, you know, the rain and storm actually does a really cool effect that brings tension. Mm -hmm. And then there's, there's other parts where it's supposed to, 
uh, you know, be kind of idyllic and, you know, the blue sky. It's just, wow, they're, yeah. they're doing a lot of really cool stuff with the environments here. Speaking of the Rock Titan, let's talk about our constant thorn on our side as we climb up Mount Olympus. Basically, I said after a while, like the sky turns stormy and the Rock Titan just appears as a huge cliff way above us. Yeah, like uh, half the fight of Rock Titan is just getting to him. It's kind of a getting over it level. We, like we go through several vertical and horizontal sections where we're dodging huge rocks being thrown at us. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's running up the wall. Sometimes it's like getting into shelter under a cave. Mm-hmm. There's a Rock Titan fight at the very pinnacle once we finally get there. There's one little twist to it. It's uh, So you get a special attraction, Mountain Coaster, to fight it. So what are attractions, first of all? I don't know why, but apparently in this game, they decided if there's enemies that have a green reticle on them and you hit them, you get to a special reaction command, which is basically taking vaguely Disney ride, lighting up like the old Illumination Parade and just make you do a little mini game. So the rides that you have access to regularly as attractions are Mad Teacups. Pirate Ship. Pirate Ship sucks, by the way. It's the worst. The Blaster, the Carousel. Last one is the uh, California Adventure uh, Splash Mountain type ride where you're on the floaty ring thing. Yeah. I, th- I think of that as Grizzly Run from the theme park near me when I went where, yeah, I, where yeah. I grew Something up. Yeah, like that. So, yeah. But they're all just awkward and really hard to use for the most part, and I pretty much avoid them. And if you use special abilities in critical mode, you can turn them off and get bonuses. All other things considered, one of the best things about critical mode is you never have to do attractions if you don't want to. Yeah. Well, I will say that there is a special attraction. Is it only in this one fight? Because I haven't seen it again yet. Uh, it'll show up once again later on in the game uh, in an equally cool moment. Yeah. But th- so, like, this is probably the best attraction. Basically turns a fight into a rail shooter a little bit and a bit of a fun one. Yeah. It's, so Mountain Coaster gives Sora access to the Thunder Mountain Railroad with Christmas lights. It, <laughs> it looks really pretty and you're shooting fireworks. I will say that all of the attractions look really cool. And they're kind of neat for like the first couple times. It's just they they show up a lot if yeah. you don't disable them. And with fighting the Rock Titan, like it like it, it swoops you around and around him, but he also attacks the track and so forth. So mm-hmm. it is actually a relatively engaged interactive fight while you're just blasting him with fireworks. Yeah. So we finally make it to the gates of Olympus after we beat this Rock Titan. We dash in like we own the place. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, gods. I'm just a normal human. You guys don't mind me being here, right? I mean, I'm only level five, but I'm probably more stronger than you. My power level is cosmic. (laughs) This is actually a really cool rendition of the Home of the Gods as far as these go, in my opinion. It's a really large and open area here once you get up a little bit higher. Yep, there's even some really cool side areas. It's very much got the fluffy cloud heaven look to it, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I went back here in my notes to list all the Heartless that show up in Olympus, new and old. Once I finally got the gummy phone, more on that next week. So here's all the Heartless that we've seen so far. Shadow, Flame Core, Water Core, Earth Core, Soldier, Air Soldier, Large Body, Popcats, which are new, Bizarre Archers, which are new, the Rock Troll, which is a mini boss, and Satyrs, which are meeting right now. Let's see what else. Steam Core, Acid Core, uh, Metal Core, Punk Core. What? Making weird jokes about those sounding like music, like, like music styles. <laughs> OK, um, uh, let's talk about the pop cat and the bizarre archer real quick, because they're and the rock type rock troll and satyrs. They're all new. <laughs> yeah, well, the pop cat are just basically like a little prize pinata. They're little cats in jars. They almost like look like magic. They're pots. a bit like someone took a shadow stretched up on two legs, a tight just time. They gave it a curly tail and put a big pot over its head that, that yep. opens up to show its cute little eyes and ears. They have some attacks, but for the most part, they're just prize pinatas. Yeah, basically. Um, the Bizarre Archer. 
Why do they just call it the Bizarcher? Yeah. Bizarcher. They're, they're ranged versions of soldiers, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rock Troll um, is a big old guy with a, does he have an axe, I want to say? I thought it was a, like a spiked ball on his arm or something like that. Pretty clearly an axe, but it's got kind of like those big teeth you sometimes see on like giant yeah, yeah. monster axes. Because it does have like the halberd spike and his holding is pretty flat. Rock trolls are a bit tricky on critical mode is all I'll say about them. So yes. they got huge shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then the satyrs are actually kind of difficult. They're minotaurs. Yeah, like they look like minotaurs. Why are they satyrs? <laughs> yeah, but they're in a big formation and they actually have like a special armor bar that you actually have to do, have to uh, deplete before they get out of the formation. They come out and running in a happy box like like those like those backgrounds dancers from the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show. Oh, <laughs> in formation, they can kill you really easily because they right. dash all in a group. And they uh, and they have an armor bar, which is the first enemy I noticed yeah. with one in this. Yep, armor bars are a recurring theme in this game. They have super armor, basically. Yep. The main strategy I would say is get one of the team up moves with Goofy, where you all sort of like get behind Goofy's shield and sort of do your own little mini phalanx thing. So not the one where you throw him off a cliff? Nope, not the one where you throw him off a cliff. The other Goofy skill. Double down Sora's 4th of July celebration. That one's That's fun, fun too, too, but it's not, it's not good here. Like the This one keeps you invincible long enough to actually break through that stupid super armor. Winning gets us shot locks. Which Sora never used before. And also, did he? Do we have the first form change yet? I forget. Uh, I think we do. I think we've had second form by now. Yes. I'm just curious. Sora has somehow learned out has somehow figured out shot locks and also a form of keyblade form change. You know, he's supposed to be weaker now than ever. <laughs> Even going back to level one, you probably still retain some things and probably pick up some new things along the way. Why are Donald and Goofy also level one? They are. They they mention it in the loading screens, which we haven't talked about yet, but we'll probably talk about with the gun, yeah, the, gummy phone. Well, the, yeah, we can talk about it a bit now because the loading screens are still the gummy phone anyway. Um, all the loading screens are these cute little social media posts. Yeah. With these heart hashtags. Yep. It's like a heart with a hashtag in it. So our best friends always keep imagining you say, I want to apologize everyone for some problematic things I said in the last few years. It's like, <laughs> it's like Riku might find himself having to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, very much so. So we explore the rest of Olympus. There's a few things to find on the side here. Um, not going to go into a whole lot of them, but you can make a new shield for Goofy. Also, shot locks now let us teleport. Oh, it's yeah. Not bad that we are. Basically, yeah. there are certain things you target with a shot lock and you hit, like, I think, square instead. So yeah. it just zips to it full speed. That is called air stepping, and it is extremely useful on critical mode. <laughs> yes, you actually need to use it to beat the, the boss of this world mm-hmm. uh, in critical mode. In, well, in regular mode, too. But the funny thing about this is, yeah, you mentioned that there's a place to forge a new shield for Goofy. It's kind of like an area of Hephaestus's forge. Kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's neat. It's off on the side. It's cool. The apex we're seeing Hercules is fighting Heartless faces back while Hades still definitely does, isn't using them in his plan. Yep. Uh, Hades has trapped Zeus in a pillar of stone and ice as the ice and lava titans are sort of ganging up on the side. They hit him with a lava flow that was immediately solidified with the ice added to it. Yep, yep. yep. So when we all show up, Hades throws a fit and six three titans on us to finish out this world. If this is a really weird looking fight, like you have the you have the fire and, and ice titans who are standing up in the sky in front of you with the tornado titan floating behind him doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just causing the storm. Here's my notes on the fight. Uh, I focus down Ice Titan before Fire Titan since Fire Titan is harder to bring down. Fire Titan looks so weird to me because the original Fire Titan was a very amorphous thing, like a flowing lava. This was just kind of this big 
fat faced guy thing. Uh, it's still a lava monster, but now it has a it, since they're not going to give it a flowing model, which would be very hard to animate. It just looks weirdly solid. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, you can't target the tornado titan yet. You can only get to fight him once you beat the other two titans first. And it's a big battle in the sky that you have to air step around to yeah. uh, get to him. Basically, so the tornado tank just kind of goes nuts and blows up the whole field, and you're just in this huge debris field flying around while he manifests or pulls you inside his body or all sorts of things like that. So, yeah, yep. he kind of will – you kind of hit its base in order to damage it, and then he sucks you into the sky, and there's a little falling gauntlet to get back to it, which is kind of neat. For a first major boss fight in this game, I think this is a really good way to start it off. It's like not too complicated, but it feels big and and fun. Yeah, I thought it was a little awkward because I kind of was flying up in the ice and fire tank's face, smacking them over and over. It's like, am I doing something cheesy here? No, you're playing <laughs> on standard. had a weird feel. No playing on standard. That's why. So then the, after the fight, the Titans are somehow back on their feet and even the Rock Titan shows up to play. Well, I mean, yeah, so as we get, he's just been bashing them. And I was like, so then Herc comes down and says he'll give you a hand. Yep. Uh it was a four versus four cage match, but then uh, Herc shows up making five, rips Zeus out of the stone cage. Yeah. It's like Zeus immediately starts bolting them, and this makes the Titans immediately decide they're done, and they so, they, so they're just trying to get the count out in the match by leaving. Yep. They start retreating, yep. But Herc ties them up in the ropes and then just tosses them into space. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's from the movie, but it still made me go, wait, what in my notes? <laughs> he grabs a tornado with his bare hands. Impossible. Turns it sideways. Impossible. Sucks up three giant monsters with it and then throws the whole thing into into outer space where it just randomly explodes. Technically impossible. <laughs> if you've done four impossible things in a single Kingdom Hearts game, why not round it off with a hanging out with Hercules and Olympus? I was actually going to say maybe they could go they could go over to the dead ends. Oh, well, <laughs> Hades is pretty annoyed that his plan of 18 years was just ruined. He's just he's just going full rant out. It's pretty it's pretty fun. I really wish I it wasn't an actor I absolutely cannot respect because I would enjoy the performance so much. Yeah. And I, I, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So Donald and Goofy take the moment to get some digs in on Hades. I just love he says, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to destroy this. The you clouds. And he just turns around and sees. Herc and Zeus there say, out, dude. Yep. And then <laughs> Herc gives him a sucker punch on the way out and Zeus finishes him off with a lightning bolt. It's OK to be an asshole if you're a good guy. <laughs> well, I mean, this version of Hades is a genocidal murderer, but I would say Zeus's lightning bolt's really funny. Herc punches Hades the ground and floors him. Hades starts vanishing into darkness, ranting, and Zeus just kind of casually flicks the lightning bolt into the cloud the last seconds. We don't even hear Hades' reaction to it. It just vanishes with him. Yeah. That said, it is kind of funny the way, the way Zeus just kind of casually pokes it at him. Yeah. So he, he's literally threatening to murder Meg in that moment. So I can't I still don't think it's so bad. The reaction. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we get ready to leave Olympus. Yeah, Sora decides he'll figure out his own way to get his strength back, just like a hurt figured out his. It'll probably just involve beating up a bunch of Heartless and getting levels. <laughs> I learned that the way to get my strength back is to complete all the mini games and get the best Keyblades. Yep. <laughs> Sora says that the answer is to find something that he wants to fight for with all of his heart. Somewhere Riku and Kyrie look up like, what the fuck, man? You, you still don't yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> 
Sora suggests he might end up stronger than Herc, which to be fair, he will, because Kingdom Hearts is cognizant to your power level. Well, time to get a Keyblade for finishing the world. Yep, got the Hero's Origin Keyblade. Its form change is Counter Shield, which turns the Keyblade into yeah. an actual shield. That if you use block with it, it does a punch. It's great. You absorb a, a attack with a block, and with however many charge you are, you do a big phantom fist punch, or Sora goes full aura, aura, aura on it with his, with his shield fist. And the finishing move yeah. for it turns the Keyblade into a fucking chariot g- carried by Pegasus, and you can go around shooting lightning at things. I mean, at this point, you've just been fucking Fate Zero Rider, and they're just raining death down. Let's be clear. Yeah. The other reason why there are so many enemies on screen at any given time is because of how over the top these finishing moves are. Yeah. I mean, like, we, we didn't really talk about it too much. The the Kingdom Key has a form change where it basically just, it, it doesn't even change form, but Sora starts getting to use his Sonic Blade, Strike Raids. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. He gets all, all, all special one and two. Yeah. Yeah. And it's shot oh. lock is even crazier. <laughs> Uh, so the shot locks for the Hero's Origin Keyblade are Drain Shock and Atomic Deluge. Drain Shock, I believe, just gets you some HP back. Yeah, well, basically, it does. It basically pulls some HP. Now, the second shot lock is always when you get the max level. Atomic Deluge, I believe, literally rains like fire, oh, yeah. like, lightning, death from the sky. Well, yeah. yeah. So what it does is that it's got it creates this giant ball of of lightning energy. And Sora starts spinning his keyblade over top of his head as the lightning ball comes down on him. And it turns into all of these like little tiny porcupine spikes of lightning energy that yeah, Sora, people in the shop. Sora, Sora is sprinkler systeming with the shield. <laughs> yeah. It is worth noting Sora goes into one of a few different like forms of his own, his outfit changing. I think this one's like the equivalent of Valor form. Like it's gray, yeah. has a midriff bear. <laughs> it's a bit yellow guardian form is what it's called. Yeah, Sora's got Sora's got a bit of abs going. Oh boy! <laughs> so, and now we close out with a little scene with Pete and Maleficent. It is worth noting that we do see we always do see the world name at the end again. Like that's they're continuing yeah. that trick. Yeah, it's yep. the title card again. And usually, so like what what this game always seems to do is that it'll give us a scene that is sort of like closing out a chapter, and then another scene that'll open up the next chapter. And so, what yeah. we're doing this season is cutting off in between those two scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So as Sora leaves off to just do things, we get the mm-hmm. final capstone with, with our old villain friends. Pete's digging a hole in the ground. Are you sure this box with the books of prophecies is for reals? I think that Digbat in black was pulling your leg. Be quiet and dig, you imbecile. We must find that book of prophecies and make it my own. His was the only clue we have. We cannot afford to dismiss it without a thorough investigation. I'm just saying a shot in the dark ain't going to get us any closer to... Whoa! What is it? Have you found something? Show it to me at once, fool! <clears throat> yes, sirree. Yes, sirree. This has got to be that Pandora's box Hades mentioned. Leave it. What? After all that digging? That is not the box which I desire. We are finished with this world. Come. Aww. As Pete forlorn, forlornly leaves the box behind, he tosses over his shoulder and runs to catch up with Maleficent. Panning up, we see Zigbar looking passively down on them. May your heart. And we cut to black. Let's <laughs> unpack that for a second. Oh, yeah. First, <laughs> bit, Maleficent just found a box with all the evils from all said, Yeah, bullshit. Leave it. Yep. <laughs> Leave it. Don't need that. Yeah. Hell, 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 h
it's full confirmation that she is looking for the box Lushu had from yeah. Kingdom Hearts key back cover. Yeah. And she's her conclusion is that the Book of Prophecies must be in the box. Yep. Uh, since we know that it's that's all Master of Masters stuff, they are skipping this game to get ready for Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah, they're, they're literally <laughs> sitting this game out in order to get a head start of King on Kingdom Hearts 4. They only dropped it on Dream Drop Distance, bombed them, just yep. to, uh, to check to see if they're on the right path for that game. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's hilarious. It, I love it. It just shows that Maleficent is actually the more dangerous villain here. Yep. But what's up with Zigbar at the end? She knows what delay graphication is. Yep. So, yeah, Zigbar Zigbar says the Keyblade slogan. Yes. Or starts saying it. And like, there's that. this weird, there's this weird, like, building sound effect that cuts him off. And he says he's very serious, very, very stoic as he begins speaking it. It's just it's mm-hmm. very, it's it's it is probably the most sinister he's been in a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? So I love his wolf is going, you're a dog digging the dirt dog. (laughs) So how did he find out about that anyway? Nobody else seems to know about it from this setting. Like, even even Yen Sid seems to have no idea about that damn thing. Well, oh, you mean the box? The book? Yeah, the box and the book. Yeah. Well, Maleficent seems to have picked up something somewhere. We really don't seem to know. (laughs) Someone. So uh, some person in black told them about it is all we know. Yeah, from what they were saying, as I and like Melissa says, I don't care if Pete fed us a lot of bullshit. You're going to keep digging till we find something, just in case. Yep. Yeah, and I just love that. That's like, okay, we found like probably the most powerful object on this world's lore, but th- th- we're looking for a cosmic power level object that that doesn't matter. Just leave it. I was imagining this crossover God of War, where it's both like the WMD of that world, and also apparently affects every god with a hate plague. So imagine it was that serious a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played God War, but I know a few things about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that was an explosive beginning. Next week, things cool down a bit as we explore the vast reaches of space, meet some new and old friends in Twilight Town, and go back to Olympus to do a bit of cleanup. And also, we learn about how Sora can cook, if controlled. <laughs> Sora, we have to cook. No. <laughs> Did you just go Breaking Bad? Yes. I was going to say, as long as a raccoon is uh, is sitting on top of his head and pulling his hair around. <laughs> Oh no. Oof. Wrong Tui. <laughs> it's Rakakuni, right? <laughs> okay, well, so we'll we'll get to that next week. So until next time, I'm John. I'm Jared. And I'm Matt. And remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlogdialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. That's so Sora. No, that's so rough. Damn it, Raven. Yes. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I don't even know what that's so Raven means. It's a show. That's all I got. It's a it's a show on Disney Channel, I think. Got it. Kids show. Just like Uh, Drake and Josh, where we got our young Eric is from, who actually is Drake from that. Interestingly enough. Oh gosh, Matt, I'm gonna make a goofy request from you. Give us tonight we dine in hell.
<laughs> Gorsh, tonight we dine in hell. Can we do it with the actual staccato of the line? Spartans, tonight we dine in hell. Yeah, do that, please. Uh, you don't I'll have to try. scream it. You don't yeah. have to scream it, we know. Gorsh, tonight we dine in hell. Thank you. I needed that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> 